gets away. Martel's still going. Better than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, we are back. It's uh, Friday's Captain's Run, uh, episode 25. Uh, we were uh, all missing over Easter. I think uh, we all had a break. Jared, you're on the phone. Woody, you're, uh, I think you're coaching, aren't you? You're on the beach? Yeah, I'm on the, no, I'm on the road now. I'm driving over to the factory to get in a car and drive to the Gold Coast. So Beautiful. Pinballing around the world. Well, let's... Uh, get ready for uh, Joel Parker tonight. There he is. Two, one, and Parker puts in the barrel. Oh, there you go. Woo! Punctuation mark from Parker. <laughs> he's going to go to town. You're meant to be tired, mate. Settle down. <laughs> You've won it already. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, for those that uh, aren't aware, um, we've got a, uh, a another great fundraising night tonight. So we're, uh, Joel Parkinson's going to join us for a live podcast at uh, Lennox Pizza Pasta. Uh Epic venue. It's, it's going to be the first one we're going to do up there. Hopefully, it'll go uh, all smoothly. Uh, and Parco is an ambassador for disabled surfing, so fantastic cause that we're going to raise money for. So um, we sold 80 tickets in about 60 minutes, and uh, so we've unfortunately we can't get any more in up there. But we're going to have a great night. Can't wait. Lot of uh, lot of uh, twing and froing to uh, get the best out of Parco tonight, Woody. I think we're ready. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah, I think so, man. I, I... I feel like it'll be uh, it'll be a sick one. I'm really, I'm really excited, looking forward to it. Yeah, he's a good mate of yours, so uh, hopefully uh, you're not too excited and you don't end up having too many beers and end up on his lap like Willsies. <laughs> <laughs> the one any wild turkey tonight. Righto, well let's uh, let's get straight into around the grounds, Jared. We'll get straight into the NRL. We didn't really, well, we obviously didn't have a recap on Monday because it was Easter and we gave gave everybody a day off, but. Um, some real positives to come out of the weekend for teams like the Dolphins and I suppose some teams that you've sort of had on, I suppose, slightly negative watch like the, uh, the Cowboys. Um, you know, the comp's very even. These, these sides really need to get cracking soon. We're, we're, you know, we're into sort of the first third of the season. Yes, well, we touched on this a couple of weeks ago about how um, the winning margin this year is so much narrower than it has been in recent seasons, which clearly indicates how tight the, the competition is. Yes, we're having a few blowouts, but generally it is far, far tighter. And we're also seeing some teams either bounce back or um, bounce downwards. Um, and we certainly saw a couple of those last weekend. Clearly the Eagles were one of those that once again uh, bounced poorly uh, the wrong way. But hats off to the Dolphins and what they're doing at the moment. And Bennett, you know, they come off a, a very poor offering when they went to Sydney against the Dragons. We touched on the fact after that game that they probably had hit the wall mentally. They'd been up for a number of big weeks. Bennett took them back home, freshened them up. He actually brought in family and friends for a couple of training runs, made it very much social, very light, very uh, very much about freshening up their attitude, then took them away to Townsville. And they uh, were never in doubt from the start of that game against the Cowboys. And a, a good quality win to the Dolphins. But 
again raises this point around the Cowboys. They're just going so poorly. They've, you know, they've, they've lost four from six. Um, a couple of those wins, I think, were either hollow or and or narrow. I mean, the Raiders nearly got them in the second half first up. They could be uh, five from six losses to start the season for a team that was um, seconds away from making the grand final last year. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack with the, the Cowboys at the moment. I think they're missing a couple of big men in the middle. Um, I don't think we've seen the best from their captain and leader, uh, Tom Olomo. Uh, and on the edges and generally their attitude in defence has just been very poor. Jared, where's um where's Luciano? Well, I think he's still under doubt because um, there were uh, those charges hanging oh, so over is he, him from the is off he, season. Is he stood down still? Yes, pending oh, all of that. Geez, now. Gee, they're missing him. Well, they are, but I, I also think through the middle. You know, McLean's been out uh, for a number of weeks with injury, but. I'm not sure he's been back to his best form when he has been on the field. I think they're also missing one other big front rower in the middle or one big quality middle. And if you look at this week, you know, they've had to move Dunn to the front row. Cotter's playing in the middle. Uh, he normally does, but it means that uh, they've got smaller smaller men, smaller work rate um, in terms of muscle, and then that really thins out their bench. Yeah, right. The, um, so when you talk about uh, Wayne's masterclass last week as, as far as freshening up the Dolphins after they came, uh, came off that loss against the Dragons where they just generally looked flat and ran, ran into a lot of injuries, what exactly did he do when you say that he brought the family and kids in and what did they basically just go to Dreamworld or something? Well, no, no, they, they, they had all their training sessions as normal at Redcliffe, but what, what they did was... Um, bring family and friends in for um, those training sessions. Their kids were there. Um, you know, he just he just took all the pressure off them. It looked like they had some uh, social barbecues and, um, you know, it was just all about um, some appreciation, um, some pats on the back from family and friends, family and friends being in and around the club, making the players feel good about themselves and, and clearly he just got their attitude back on track and they went to North Queensland with a couple of key outs as well. They're still missing Kafusi, who I think is a massive out in the middle. Um, you know, they've had some changes and rotations with what they're doing at seven and six. Uh, I, I'm glad that Nick Arim is back at seven. I think he's, he's shown a lot of promise there and Bennett was trying to groom him into a seven when he was at the Broncos, so the two of them back together is a good thing. Um, but he's just, he just knows the right week to, to pull the right lever. Yeah, okay. It uh, just shows you shows the experience, and we'll, we'll talk about it next week. But um, you know where, where the dragons are at as far as their search for a coach. But gee, you can't replace experience in the NRL, can you? No, no, that's right. And I mean, you know, Wayne's in his early seventies now. He's been coaching at the top level for you know so long. I'm mean, 30, 30 something years now, and he just he, he just understands the game. He understands man management. He understands what to do to push the right buttons and yeah he's a master master coach Woody would you uh, if you were the Dragon CEO would you sign Bennett bring him back yeah but you'd have to probably trade your children um, someone else's <laughs> children you'd have to sell Cogra like who, who's coming back to that train wreck <laughs> okay we'll talk about that on Monday <laughs> I'll, I'll end up in where tears wait, you know, where mate you know, it's the Western Georgia Lawara Tigers. You know that. Well, it's probably closer than we think. I can, see you, I, I, can, I can see you two sitting in the corner later tonight um, 
over a beer commiserating about how the Tigers and the Dragons are going at the moment. Yeah, we'll work out the coaching plan for the Dragons. Right, Jared. So if we move yeah. into, um, we actually on Monday we are going to touch on sort of a bit of a coaching masterclass where uh, you're going to go into depth uh, the sort of focus of Bellamy and Bennett. Um, obviously, our two premier coaches in the game and have been for oh, 20 years, haven't they? So we'll touch on that yeah, on no, Monday, I think we, listeners. Yeah, there's a couple of good points out of recent weeks, I think, to touch on both of those tactically about what they're doing. And the other one we'll wind into that is uh, Robinson and a, a particular game from a couple of weeks ago. So tactically, yeah, I think there's some interesting stuff there just to review and look at. Right. Well, let's uh, well let's look at this week's preview. We've got some crackers again. Um, the games that you've highlighted. Uh, well, firstly, one that you haven't highlighted, which I think will be an exceptional game tonight: Dolphins and Souths. Um, I think it's good to see when there's been a you know. I just want to touch on the transition of Bennett handing over the uh, the keys to uh, Demetrio at Souths and their two press conferences yesterday. You know, where there just wasn't any angst, and Demetrio was just so thankful of the opportunities that he's been given when Bennett sort of picked him up as a bit of a, well, not a nobody. He was coaching Q Cup and obviously uh, that sort of second tier, but um, the fact that, you know, he was very vocal about the fact that he wouldn't be anywhere without Wayne Bennett, which I think is great to hear from a young coach. Yeah, you know, and, that, absolutely. And, and you know, the other thing too, I mean, if we, we wanted to have another crack at the Dragons, he actually was coaching <laughs> um, their reserve grade. Um, when Bennett offered him the job to come and join him at the Broncos. I mean, the Dragons should have had him under lock and key. He'd already won a Q Cup competition. He'd, he'd, uh, he then took that team to Sydney and um, beat the Panthers in the um, uh, the playoff game on grand final day. I mean, he, he, And if you look back at his resume all the way back through coaching Q Cup and then in England, it was a standout, and it's been a great transition. It'll be a very good match up tonight. But a little bit worried about this surface at Suncorp. I mean, it keeps ripping up each week. Um, again, it looked really ordinary last week. I think that the the rabbits. I I didn't like a lot of the quality of the form from last week. Yes, they won very convincingly, but I just thought they beat a very understrength Bulldogs, and some of their execution just um, was a bit haphazard. But um, I think they'll live for this game. Their record at Suncorp is very good, even though there's question marks about that track. Uh, I think the Dolphins clearly have also been very good at Suncorp. Nice matchup. Bennett will be keen to uh, put in a good performance against his old club. But I certainly see the Rabbits winning. And, um, you yeah, know, the line's around 10 to 12 between them. I, I would have thought somewhere around 10 probably looked the margin. Jared, do you reckon, um, just a question off tonight's game, but just in the Dolphins in general, can they make the eight? No, I don't think so. Um, just shy, you think? Just shy, I think. But listen, um, you know, I, I thought they'd probably struggle to win three games this season. And, you know, already they're rolling along. Um, you know, they're fourth and sixth. So, um, you know, and we have this even competition and Bennett just keeps coming up with wins. But I do think that they've got a tough draw in front of them. I do think that some of the injury issues and lack of depth in key roles might start to fight later in the season. But, yeah, the man knows what he's doing. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to the next one, Roosters v Sharks. Yeah, well, a really interesting matchup here. The Roosters come off that um, surprising loss to the mine uh, in Melbourne last week. Not so much that they were beat, but how they were beat, and more so the margin of 20 points. I don't think the wet suited them. Certainly Bellamy completely outcoached them. 
Um, I think they'll be better here back on a dry track tomorrow night at Shark Park. Now, they have a great record. Won four of their, uh, their last four at the ground, and they've won their last seven against the Sharks. And I've touched on this point be- before with the Sharks that their biggest issue is coming up against teams, and it was very obvious last year, and it was very obvious against the Roosters last year, where they're big and strong and physical through the middle. Now, this week they lose Finucane and they lose Rudolph. Um, I think the Roosters will be keen to hit back. Uh, I'm keen about the Roosters winning there. The, the market only has the line at two and a half. Very thin yeah. for mine. I thought it was a wider gap, and I think the Roosters can dominate potentially for mine, win by 10. And I think there's probably some points in the game, too, being a six o'clock kickoff on a dry track. Okay, uh, Eagles v the Storm. I'm looking forward to this one. See how the Eagles bounce back, if they do bounce back. Well, well, it is, and that's the key question mark, isn't it? I mean, uh, three of their last four, conceding 44, 32, and 30, um, you know, they're now season at eight, leaking 20 points a week, and so much of that's about attitude. So, you know, a real question mark about them. But their best football can be back at Brookvale. Um, but matching up against the Eagles, uh, the Eagles at Brookvale against the Storm, there's clearly a lot of history around that. You know, Bellamy's been tinkering with their attitude. He's been getting key players like Munster and then Hughes back in the last couple of weeks. And all of a sudden, their defence is just falling into place. Eight last week, 10 the week before, 12 the week before. They're back looking much more like a Bellamy team. I didn't expect them to be as tight and tough as they were last week. I'm sure they take confidence out of that. I'd be interested in the final name teams just before kickoff because Munster's been named at fullback and they have a very good kid named on the bench, uh, Farlongo, who has been playing fullback in their um, uh, second string team and looks an outstanding talent. So whether he brings him in at fullback and moves Munster back to E6, whether he's prepared to move uh, Pazette uh, back to fullback, uh, that'll be interesting to watch. But the bigger, big watch here is what do the Eagles do in defence. Um, I was keen about the storm. Also keen that a night game back at Brookvale, we've touched on this before, there are normally a lot of points in that, and when these two teams match up, there's also normally a lot of points. So storm for mine, I think they cover the line, and I think there's lots of points in the game. Yeah, and um, it's a bummer that Nick Meaney's, uh he had delayed concussion um, symptoms after the game and uh, the early part of this week. So it's a bummer that he's out because he was, he was outstanding again last weekend. Yeah, he was. He was fantastic. And uh, yeah, what a start of the season. He's just completely blossomed in that old Melbourne setup. Woody, are you there? Have you had a car crash? <laughs> no, I'm there. I'm loud and, loud and clear. I'm just listening to the rundown. I'm trying to work out who I'm going to tip. Yeah, right. Um, I got three out of three out of uh, I think it was eight games last week, so just really want to concentrate on not coming two hundred. Well, uh, listen to this next one. So the preview is Knights versus Panthers. I think is this your best bet, Jared? Yeah, it is. I was very keen about the Panthers. His um I don't think the line's enough at fifteen and a half. We've seen the Panthers the last couple of weeks. Yes, they've had some meek opponents in the Raiders and the Eagles, but also a lot of. Uh, the reason behind the win by such big margins is they're back in their groove. They're all but at full strength. They've only got the one player missing. They have the same list from last week where they absolutely flogged the Eagles at Penrith Park. Um, the combination, the confidence, more importantly, their defence. You know, they're, they're only conceding 12 to 14 points a week so far this season. In against the Knights, who clearly have been very plucky. They come off 
um, a win, a draw, and a win. Their last two games at home have both been wins against the Raiders and the Warriors, but the big issue for mine is that they're still leaking 22 to 24 a week, and so far this season they're yet to come up against an opponent that defends as well as Penrith do, and I think that that will uh, be a big influence on this game. They're still without Ponga. They now lose Braley at nine. So they're team nine and six are missing. Still without Safidi and Elliott uh, in the middle, which I think also are key factors. Um, very keen that the Panthers uh, do a good job here. They've got a very good record up there and against the Knights. Uh, Panthers for mine. I think the Panthers by 20. So they're getting, uh, so the Knights are getting 14 and a half start and the Panthers is your best bet. That's it. Okay, right. So let's... Let's go into the tips. So you've got rabbits by 12. Woody, yes. Woody, listen up. Rabbits by 12. Roosters by 10. Storm by 8. Warriors by 2. Panthers by 18. Broncos by 10. Raiders by 6. Bulldogs by 2. There's no dragons there, Joe. Or Tigers. I know there's not, Steve. And uh, just, just another little stat for you and your uh, Dragons fans to write down um, uh, this is the 24th time since um, Hook has been coach that he's had an away game out of Sydney, and his record so far is 19 losses. Oh. I touched on it last week when they were going to the Gold Coast. Their away record out of Sydney is horrible. Fantastic. Wow. That's something to get really excited about. Uh, what about That's your be- something to really get pumped up. <laughs> what about your best points under over? Who do you like? Oh, listen, I think that game of Brookvale is the one to go to. I do think the Roosters Sharks will have points and likely goes over. Uh, but I thought the best was the Eagles back at Brookvale night game against the Storm. I do think uh, and lots of question marks about the Eagles defence. I think there's lots of points in that. Let's go for that as the game with plenty of points. What do you reckon's changed there for the Eagles, Jared? Like their defence in the last couple of weeks has been like just totally non-existent. Well, I think it's a combination of communication and attitude because two weeks in a row they've been picked off on either the right edge or the left edge. Now, last week it was Panthers going to the Panthers' right, picking off that left edge, absolutely opening them up at will. I mean, uh, Edwards ended up with four tries. Uh, so I think there's a, a few issues of communication, but so much of it has to be attitude. Three of their last four games, they're leaking 30 or more. It's clearly attitude. Right. Oh well. Monday we'll uh, we'll touch on the uh, the coaches' masterclass. We'll do an update on the uh, on the tipping comp because we're getting close to round nine, which is uh, the first cut off on if anyone's in front of Woody, uh, myself, Beric, uh, you, Jared, and Satsy. So uh, we need to sort of pull our socks up. Actually, we need to fire up. Yeah, we do. Big time. Big time. Right. Oh, Jared. Well, thank you for joining us and. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Look forward to it. Lots to talk about on Monday. Yeah, and uh, it's you did send me a text this morning. You've put in a bid for one of Parco's boards tonight. I think your starting bid was 1000 bucks. Is that correct? Yeah, beauty. And I think uh, Woody's put his credit card up to cover it for me. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm going to actually double up one of these bets one day, and I'm going to buy it for you, Jared, as a thank you. How much? Yeah, you, as a Christmas present. Woody, actually, let's just have it. Let's have a let's have a guesstimate. How much do you reckon? Signed, uh, Parco board will sell for tonight. Uh, I'm thinking somewhere between two thousand and three thousand. Okay, right. On. We might add to uh, yeah, again. Might add well, to I reckon number for charity, especially if there's a few margaritas going down or a couple of, I don't know, a couple of strong JDs or something like that. Someone will get brave for sure. <laughs> right. Thanks, Jared. We'll catch you on Monday. Have a great night, gentlemen. Right. Thanks.
Righto, Woody. Well, uh, I think the only other thing to talk about is probably the wrap-up of the Masters. What, what was your what was your take over the weekend? I know you watched a lot of golf. Uh, watching watching the I watched it most mornings. It just sucked that uh, there was those, that middle part of the event where it was really rain delayed. And if you're on the bad side of the time, like if you went out in the morning or you went out in the other, how much of an advantage you had for scoring? It was an that's enormous advantage. And, you know, that's that's just, you never know what's going to happen. Everyone's at the mercy of whenever they go out. But, yeah, it seemed to play in the hands of a few of them. And, and, but they took their opportunities. Ram and John Rahm and uh, Brooks Sector, they went, they went hard when they had to. What about the last round of Mickelson at 52? Shoots a 65. I, I, I personally would have loved to have seen all the shit he's copped over the last two years. I would have loved to have seen him just like be in the clubhouse and Ram implode and Mickelson walk away with the green jacket. It yeah. would have been just the all-time FU to the PGA. I tell you, um, I think I ran these stats by you the other day, but the slow play thing is on the PGA Tour is such an issue. They, uh, the numbers they pulled out of Kepka and Ram in the last group waiting to play <laughs> shots was 97 minutes over 18 holes. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, you and I could go and play nine holes in that time. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, you could you could probably get a better golf swing in 97 minutes. 100%. You know I mean? if you could teach me, well, me how to play better. Well, if you're behind Patrick Cantlay, you 100% could. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there, Woody. We've got plenty to organise today to uh, make sure we turn up and uh, put on a good show tonight um, for uh, for Parco's uh, fundraising event. Yeah, look at which we're really looking forward to, and we'll uh, we'll have a longer version on Monday. All right, epic, Steve. Have a good day, mate. I'll see you this other. Righto, giddy up. See ya. Gunsmoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>